Some maple syrup producers in Wisconsin are wrapping up their tapping season. Others are just getting started. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. For Pete Roth of Roth Sugarbush in Kadat, he's in the middle of his season. Roth Sugarbush has been making syrup since the 1950s. They boil from about 19,000 taps, selling syrup across the United States. And they supply equipment to other producers. He tells me about how the sap season has gone thus far. We're right in the middle of it. You know, the weather looks good for no, at least another week. And that some areas are, are shutting down, you know, southern parts of the state and that. But right where we are, we still got quite a bit of snow in the woods. And if you go north of us, there's even more snow. This spring, we've kind of had a whirlwind of either get a foot of snow or you're getting a day in the 50-degree mark. Has that been an issue at all? Like, how has the season been so far weather-wise? Well, it's been okay. It's been on the colder side for us. You know, if it's going to be not normal weather. I'd rather have a colder than warmer. You can survive the cold, but if you're warm consistently, the trees will bud, snow will go away, and it'll come to an end. We're just really getting started to our normal season, and we usually go to the 20th of April, but I've made syrup into the 1st of May, and I've been done in February too. So uh, you know, 20th of April is the average ending date for us. And so far, how has quantity looked coming out of the woods? Good, good. The surfaces look good. Everything, you know, is up to par. Some areas where they're shutting down, you know, it's starting to get darker, stronger surf. But here, we're good. We got, you know, good amber surf, and we're still doing real good. Do you feel different than you did last year or the year before? How do you think this year compares? Well, we're a hair bit behind, but that's normal anything to do with agriculture you don't have much control over the weather so you just take what comes and that it the new guys are the guys that get nervous or the younger guys that got a lot of money invested and that they tend to get a little more nervous about it but once you've been doing it forever you just kind of go with the flow and how's the quality been that you've seen good. in the sap and, and what determines whether quality is good or bad well it depends if you keep your equipment clean how warm it is compares sap to like milk so if you don't take care of your milk it turns bad same thing with sap if you don't keep your equipment clean and you know take care of the sap when it comes and you know do your job you can have bad sap but most people are really good at it now pete what are you hearing from your counterparts in different regions of the state how are you how is your operation comparing to theirs in terms of production well northern wisconsin's in deep snow they are just barely getting started you get southwestern uh, Wisconsin, they're having a good year. You know, Durand, Arkansas, you know, you get down towards La Crosse. They've all had real good years. You know, you get over in uh, Fox River Valley, they've had a decent year. But it's kind of spotty. You can go 40, 50 miles in a different direction, and guys are having an average to poor year. So it's real spotty, depending on what weather pattern you got. Do you hear anything from other states? It's about about the same as here. Everybody's got the same program going on where it's spotty. Um, some guys doing real well, some doing poor. You know, we've got customers in Illinois, which had a poor year. Customers in Iowa had the best year ever. You know, same thing out east. You got guys uh, in northern Vermont are a little behind. Uh, southern Vermont, they've done better. You know, you, you get a whole gamut. It's just really spotty this year. It's nothing consistent. How do you feel about syrup 
pricing, either the price that you're getting as a producer and then also the prices that consumers will have to pay at the store. Do you have any insight into what we can expect there? Two years ago, it was a shorter year and there was no syrup to be found. So all the syrup got used up. Last year was a really good year. There's a ton of syrup out there. Guys carried syrup over. So this year, everybody was nervous. What are we going to do with the syrup? Is it going to go away? What's going to happen? And that, well, if we get a shorter year this year, that surplus will be used up. In the maple world, there's no price support system. It's kind of a supply and demand, so you'll see big fluctuations in pricing of syrup. But what it looks like today, it can change in a week. Um, pricing should be stable, you know, compared to last year. And it might be down a hair bit because of the carryover, but you never know until it's over. We don't set any prices to May 1st because then you know what the complete crop is, and then you can start buying syrup and putting it on the market. So we're still in the middle of the decision on pricing, but it looks like it's going to be a little shorter year, so that'll use up the surplus from last year. You know, another conversation that we've been having for the past couple years has been on supply chain and disruptions there and inflation in the supply chain. What can you tell me about getting containers, getting equipment, getting tubing even for 2023 season? How's that been? We're real good. We don't have really any problem in our supply chain except for plastic containers that they use for syrup. I don't know why that is. doesn't matter which company you go with. They all got some kind of interruption in their system. And the biggest thing I can tell is in the maple world, a lot of the plastic containers are screen printed. The, you know, there's a pretty scene on it, and they're all real nice, fancy jugs. Well, they can make the jugs, but the labor is in screen printing. I guess that's a multi-level process to do and labor-intensive as they don't have the people to do it. So if you want it screen printed jugs, you got to wait. They're pushing everybody towards using a label where you can get a label made down the street anywhere and then put a label on a, a blank jug. So that's the only hiccup in it, tubing, equipment, all that stuff. Our company's really good about, you know, supplying us. We get multiple semis a week of equipment. Glass containers are fine. We're good all the way through except for plastic jugs. Hey, I'm curious to know more about the equipment side of your business. What's hot right now? What's in demand? What do you find yourself either installing or helping producers find? Well, the biggest thing that's coming is automation. Even 20 years ago, uh, I've been selling equipment for 40-some years. 20 years ago, I sold to farmers, loggers, guys with woodlots. You know, they worked on site. You know, there were a farmer that had trees in the back of the farm or a logger that was couldn't log this type of year due to road bands and the mud. You know, they're, they're, they were there. The clientele has switched to people that work a nine-to-five job in the city somewhere or in a factory, and they want to sugar at night. So what they need is automation where on their smartphone, they can see turn a pump on, they can turn a pump off, they can see how much sap's in their tank, they, can, they know what's going on. They can fully automate their system so when they get home at 5 o'clock, the sap's in the tank and they can go out in the sugar house and boil and be in bed at 10 o'clock at night so they can work their normal job the next day. That automation 
you can't install it fast enough because once they start with it, it's kind of like when you went from a flip phone to a smartphone, you can't go back. <laughs> you know, so that's a big thing. And then the technology is getting so much better, so much more efficient. How we make syrup, how we install tubing. There's so much research being done by like the University of Vermont, Cornell University, uh, Acer Center in Canada as they're figuring out how to, the technology works with a tree in the woods and they can get the most out of that tree. So that, that type of stuff is what's common. You know, speaking of schools, Pete, do you work with high schools or colleges and getting a sugaring operation set up? Yeah, we work with schools all over the Maple Belt, you know, from here to Maine and back. We sell teachers' kits. We supply equipment to them so they can have a, a little sugaring business in their school to teach the kids. There's a bunch of it in Wisconsin here. We do some with the universities. We we do it with the, all segments of the population. They're all learning, and you see the trend going back to natural foods and farm-to-table type stuff, and that drives it, too. But are you seeing younger people getting into the game or, or beginners in sugaring getting into the market? Yeah, the young people are, are starting. I always like to see somebody 13, 14, 15 years old come in with their parents. and They're excited to have 10 trees, and they're going to boil in the backyard with their buddy, and, and they're doing that. And then 20 years later, I see them come in with their wife and little ones still doing it. I'm like in the three generations. I sold to their grandpa, their dad, to them, you know, and now their kids are starting to come in. So I'm the old guy in the business now. That's Pete Roth with Roth's Sugarbush in Cadott, Wisconsin. And he's really in the height of his tapping season and expects to wrap up around April 20th. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.